folks, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy, and I am freaking amped to bring you today's interview with Marlon Johnson. I crossed paths with this guy, uh, and he's become a quick friend of mine. He's become a mentor to me, and he's someone who I personally hired to give me some coaching in the real estate investing space. And I came across Marlon. I was watching some sub two real estate training videos, and one of them, Marlon was on, and this dude was sharing straight wisdom. And I'm like, I got to get this guy on the podcast. So I reached out to him on Instagram, asked him to come on the show. And, it, you know, that led to a conversation where he graciously took me on as a client. And in a, in a very short time, I've been working with Marlon. Oh my God, he has provided so much value to me. His guidance and coaching led to me locking down one of the best real estate deals of my life, which I'm freaking so grateful for. And so I'm like, dude, we got to wrap on this stuff. I got to share this with with my my community, my listeners, because this guy is he's the real deal. So a little bit about Marlon. He is a parkour athlete, real estate investor, full-time entrepreneur. He's the host of Into the Mind podcast, real estate investor. And he co-founded Morning Mindset Coffee, which we're going to talk about a little bit today. It's a really, really cool opportunity for all of you to get some uh, coaching from Marlon with his mastermind, this mentorship he runs. And his, his vision is big. This guy's thinking big, 7.8 billion people on this planet. He is determined to help them achieve success in their personal, professional, and financial lives by empowering their mindset and connecting them to the right people. While he was unemployed, this guy grew his rental portfolio from nothing to 17 doors with none of his own money and completed nearly a dozen real estate transactions just by leveraging free stuff like social media, podcasts, and of course, his communication skills. So Marlon, welcome to the show, my dude. Yo, Ryan, it is an absolute pleasure to be here, man. And I freaking love that introduction, bro. Like, damn, that's cool, bro. I want to start, I want to have you expand on your story. What type of upbringing did you have? Were your parents into real estate? Did you have some influence in that regard as a, as a younger kid? And kind of what led you into this entrepreneurial space? Yeah, so Ryan, check it out. I actually have an upbringing that was pretty middle class. And like, I say that with a big emphasis because the way I was raised, I was raised with a thought process of a scarcity mindset. I actually tell people all the time that when I was growing up, I was convinced I was poor, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard this from your parents when you were coming up of, Hey, can I have this? And they would just immediately say, no, we can't afford that. Yep. Same, same here. Dude, I didn't know the difference between we can't afford that. And this isn't a priority. I just thought, Oh, we can't afford it makes sense to me. We can't afford things. We must be poor. Yeah. So I grew up never wanting to spend money. I grew up never wanting to buy things. And I just had this really deep scarcity mindset around all resources, all things, time, money, energy, everything. And it didn't occur to me that it was a situ a bad problem or just a, a situation until actually I started coaching parkour. I started going into the world of parkour as an athlete and as a coach. And what really happened, Ryan, was as a coach, I had over a thousand students, like kids from as young as five years old up to 18 years old that were with me over the years. I had them for about seven or eight years. And this is what happened. I found myself in a position in their lives where I wasn't quite an adult. I wasn't quite a kid. I was like a mentor figure to them, like a big brother. They were looking up to me and they were constantly asking me different questions. And I would have conversations with them like, hey, what do you want to be when you get older? Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Things of that nature. And what I found was a lot of them would give me this answer, Ryan. 
they would say to me, Hey, I want to be a parkour coach. Hey, I want to be a parkour athlete, just like you. And I'm just like, dang, that's so cool. At the same time, I'm like, ah, crap. Like this is terrifying because Ryan, as much as I loved doing this parkour stuff, right. This world was also a, a scarce world financially, right? The parkour athletes, the parkour coaches, parkour pros, they didn't earn a lot of money. And I'm from New York, man, like Long Island, New York, like it's expensive out there. Yeah. All that's going through my mind is like, man, these kids are going to grow up and like, they're going to chase this dream and then they're not going to be able to afford things. They're not going to be able to have things. And I can't lead them into that desert. Right. I just, I can't. So it made me start to look for more. It made me start to ask, can more come? Like, can I do more things with myself? And it started me down this journey of just asking this question on what else is out there. And I just began looking. And actually that's how I started to stumble into real estate and stumble into personal development. Love that. I had a very similar upbringing, man, like middle-class family, but everything was off limits in terms of like, my parents acted like they were poor, specifically my mom, because her parents, she was born in Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia, Montenegro, which is in Eastern Europe. And her dad, my grandpa came here during the great depression. And he slept on park benches, waited tables his, his whole life. Like, you know, was really in this mindset, like, you don't stash your money under the mattress and never spend anything, never invest anything. Every type of investment is a scam and you're going to lose your shirt and you're going to be back on the park benches. And so my mom had a lot of that with her of that immigrant mentality where like you work hard, you save, you don't spend, you don't invest, you don't take risks. And that leads me to my next point I wanted to dive in with you is about this concept of risk. Because something I've heard you say is that it's actually more risky to avoid risk. And I want you to elaborate on that. And then I'm going to share a story of a conversation I had on this exact topic recently. Yeah, no, man, it's, it's so important to understand this, right? So a lot of times we think we're avoiding risk, right? And it's actually, we will set ourselves up in situation, be it relationships, be it business deals, be it going into new endeavors with this mindset of how do I protect myself, right? The thought process is how do I save my own skin? How do I protect myself? And you know, there is some wisdom to that. However, what you find is most people, the very foundation of their thought process is playing the game on defense. It's playing the game not to lose. And ultimately, that's a losing formula in and of itself. Because that playing the game on defense, you're never putting points on the board. And this is something that I see happen so often. And I've self-analyzed. The first place I ever saw it was really in my own life right? I played the game not to lose. And a lot of what I do, especially in real estate and especially in business nowadays, stems back to what I understood about myself from athletes, from sports. When I was as a parkour athlete, as a skateboarder, I realized when I used to go to perform the skill, when I used to, I was one of those guys, I was scaling down the side of parking lot structures, flipping off roofs. When I would go about doing it, if I ever had any sort of hesitation or doubt, or I'm thinking, how do I avoid hurting myself? I would end up hurting myself. But when my focus was purely on executing, on actually just performing the skill the proper way, doing the thing that needs to be done and focusing on nothing else, even if something went off, I was able to recover much better. So a lot of people think that they're avoiding risk is going to help them achieve something faster. It's going to help them get there faster. We actually need to be willing to take the risk and just focus on the straight line that's going to get us to the goal faster. That's going to get us 
wherever we want to be, whatever we want to accomplish, if we keep that centered, if we keep that focus, wherever there's clarity, that's where we're going to start to get that success. I love that mindset because a lot of these things are just distractions and then they keep you out of that flow state where you're actually centered and looking at the big, the bigger picture. Dude, here, here's the other thing to consider that I, I've thought a lot about is people always consider the risk of a certain endeavor, like an investment, let's say. Like, yeah. oh, if I spend this money on whatever, real estate, stocks, maybe it's a coaching program, maybe it's an investment in themselves, a conference, a mentor, something of that nature. They always consider what it costs, the time it's going to take, and what their potential ROI is going to be. What they never consider or rarely consider is the opportunity cost of not taking action. And that is the biggest risk. And I was talking with someone super close to me, Marlon, and I don't want to disclose who this was for their privacy, but we're talking about a deal. We're talking about, you know, utilizing some of his capital for this opportunity. And he's like, I just don't know, man. I just don't know about this. I'd rather, you know, play it safe. And he's like, I don't have the risk appetite you have, Ryan. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's be, you have a greater risk appetite than I do because you are taking the greatest risk of all. And that is staying stagnant. That is not going for it. And it's all about how you define risk. Like I'd rather take my shot and lose it all. And that's less risky to me than, than staying where I'm at and wondering what my life could have looked like if I just went for it. If I just pulled the trigger, I just bet on myself. And you, every time, every single day you stay complacent, not chasing after your dreams, not going all in, you are risking. That's a huge risk of not reaching your pure potential, not actually becoming the best version of yourself. You're risking being mediocre, being average. And that's a risk I'm not willing to take tomorrow. I'm like, dude, I don't have a risk appetite for that. Like I'll put it all on the line, but having regret, dude, that's freaking risky, man. And so it's all about how you frame this stuff too. Ryan, I agree with you, right? The opportunity cost is, you know, it's immense. When we don't know how to take risk, you know, essentially it's not about avoiding risk. Really, it comes back to the mindset of just being able to actually manage and mitigate risk. Actually, I find that in life, check this out, actually, this is really interesting. And this is what I want to give to people, right? The reason I talk about these topics, the reason I'm so heavy about mindset is because these were the things that I was missing. These were the conversations that never happened for me that I wish, I wish, Ryan, that somebody came to me as a kid, grabbed me by my face and just like held it there until I realized, like, I think they're trying to tell me something important, which is we need to become better managers, right? When it comes to everything, when it comes to risk, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to money, right? But when we make that mental shift and we realize that our role is to be the manager of things, to be the director, right? To essentially figure out where is this appropriate? Where's this inappropriate? Where should it go? We start to see some pretty amazing just gains, leaps and bounds in all areas of life. And that's why I, I talk about mindset so much because ultimately that's the missing piece. And maybe you've seen this, especially with your clients, because you have such an amazing community that you've seen that some people, they're trying to create results in their life. They're taking the action that they believe they should be taking. However, the results aren't coming and they can't quite figure out why they're like, I'm doing all the things like Ryan, I'm doing it, man. You don't get it. I'm on the routine. I'm, I'm showing up. I'm reading the books. Like I'm doing it. But then the question that they're never asking is who's doing it, right? Like they've never made that mental switch. Like they've never 
switched the identity. The, the mindset that's doing it is still the mindset of the person that it's out of reach for them, right? It's still too risky. It's still too dangerous. I still can't do it. The person that can't do it is taking the action versus changing the identity, right? Like, I, I, dude, I get excited about this. Yeah, no, that's a super powerful distinction on that tangent what are some tips or strategies you suggest when it comes to someone who hears this and they're like marlon dude that's me bro like i have an issue with the deep down like my insecurities and my identity is still not to where i want it to be even though i'm trying i'm doing my morning routine i'm you know reading books i'm learning this stuff i'm trying to take action like i'm trying to better my life i'm trying to get to the next level how do you switch the identity? What are a few of the initial steps you would suggest for someone in that situation? Yeah, man, I love that question because I get that question daily. Like I really like, it's just, it's probably like one of the most asked questions. Like if I had a, the most asked question box, like it would be right there. Yeah, yeah. You know? And essentially whenever someone comes to me with that question, like they're expecting, I see it every time they're waiting for this magic answer, right? And they always get like, there's like a slight like, ah. Oh, because what I respond to them with is another question, which is, well, tell me, what do you want, right? What are you trying to accomplish? See, I think most people don't have a clear vision on what they actually want and what they actually want to accomplish. And what's really confusing for them is they think they know what they want, because what happens is when you ask them what they want, the answers that they give, they sound, they sound great. Yeah, you know, like I wanna, I wanna get that car and I wanna graduate from school and I wanna, yeah, like, do you actually want those things? Or have you learned those answers? Have you learned those responses? See, what I find, Ryan, is most people don't take the time to actually just stop and admit. And I'm saying the word admit, like they've gotta to admit to themselves what they actually want. Cause they know deep down what they want, but the problem is they're suppressing it. Right. There's a piece of them that feels like oh, I don't deserve that. Can't have that. They're asking themselves, how am I going to get it? But like, oh. so they're denying what they actually desire. And this is now becoming a conflict of identity because internally they want something, but they're creating another identity on top of that, a surface layer identity that they're now trying to live into when really at their core, they're just not taking time to get in touch with that piece. So when I say to people, you know, first we need to figure out what do you actually want? If no one else is around and you're on the island by yourself, what do you want to create? What are you just so amped up and excited about? When we start to figure that out, then we start to look at the actions and behaviors you're taking. And we start to see, do those two correlate? right? Is your current identity in alignment with the internal desire? Most of the time, for most people, we see that there's a discrepancy. There's, they're in misalignment. So that's where we got to start. We got to start first by figuring out what do you actually want? Does that make sense? Total sense. Total sense. And also the follow-up question, I'm sure you, you ask people that it comes to mind for me is like, why do you want that? Because a lot of people will come to the table and be like, I want this type of monetary success. I want this type of, you know, uh, business success, whatever it is, this type of notoriety or, you know, social influence. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, why? Like, what's that going to do for you? Is that just what you want? Because that's what your parents made you believe you wanted. Society makes you believe you wanted. Like, is that just the 
ultimately a, a, a result of some of the pre-programming you've gained just from the outside world, or is that actually what you want? Spot on, right? So you hit the nail right on the head. So immediately after they do give me an answer, I do like to dig a little bit deeper because now I'll hear something like, well, I want to make a million dollars, Marlon. Awesome. <laughs> That's, oh, that gets me so excited. So let me just ask just a quick question. What do you want to do with a million dollars once you get No answer. Yeah. Or, hey, I really want to travel the world. Oh my gosh, amazing. Wh where do you want to go? Well, you know, um, well, it doesn't really sound like you actually want to travel the world, like, but maybe you do. Let's, let's uncover. Let's get a little bit deeper. Let's figure out why, because there's so much power, there's fuel. There's so much fuel in understanding yourself. And what you might realize when you start digging deeper, the things that you think you want, you can actually accomplish with what you already have. So you start to realize there is a fast track to getting to where you want to go, to creating the goal. But we've got to set a target. And we've got to understand, is the target something legitimate? Or is the target something that I'm just regurgitating? We want to get a deep target because the journey there will take time. So it's, I can't start working. Like I don't recommend anyone begin to do a work until they've done this work, the inner work first. The inner work is so crucial. It's yeah. the foundation. You got to get clarity. That's the first step. I mean, as the saying goes, like you don't want to climb up the ladder and then find out it's laying against the wrong building. Like you got to figure out where you want to go before you start really taking action to go in there. And that comes back to something that I'm a big proponent of. I talk about a lot is carving out thinking time. You know, I came across this whole concept from a book called The Road Less Stupid. Marlon, if you haven't read it, you got to check it out, dude. One of the best business books I've ever read. And it outlines the importance of carving out time, not to do stuff on your to-do list, not to check off some boxes, not to just keep doing things, these mundane tasks or even important tasks, but to prioritize time each day to just think to take a question like this and to just go for a walk and just think about what comes up. And it's not like you're gonna have all the answers in one walk, like this is gonna be a process. And that's why it's kind of like, you know, personal development or, you know, personal hygiene, it should be done daily. You should be doing this stuff on a consistent routine basis in order to continue to go levels deeper. Otherwise it's just going to be, you know, oh man, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I came up with a few like surface level answers and then most people stop there. They don't actually continue to go deep. And that's one of my favorite things. I, uh, I love sending it on my paddleboard, Marlon. So I, I'll be out stand up paddleboarding and it's just flow state. And it's just the best environment for thinking time. You're out in the middle of the ocean. Like you're able to just no distractions, a repetitive motion that really gets you into that moving meditation. And that's what I think is one of the more valuable aspects of any type of like hiking or cardio or cycling or any type of uh, movement of that nature is it can get you out of your own, you know, your own day-to-day -day environment and out of your own day-to-day -day head to where you can start to think about these things in a deeper level. So I freaking love it for that reason. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, right, where we carve out time for thinking. So you got to understand, Ryan, maybe around the time I was 18 or 19 years old, I got very just obsessed with wanting to find individuals that were highly successful, wanting to figure out what they were doing to get to that place, because I wanted more out of life. Everyone in my life 
seem to be just okay with mediocre. And maybe you could relate to that. Maybe you, you know, you looked around and everybody was okay with average. Right? And to me, like that just seemed like, holy crap, like, are we, are we all really going along with this? Like, is everybody seriously okay with this? And that's when I started to realize like, all right, maybe I'm the weird one here. And it's cool. I was, I was absolutely the weird one. However, I didn't stop my pursuit. So I wanted to understand how do the world's most successful individuals, entrepreneurs, coaches, athletes, how do they do things? How do they think? And what I realized was it was an internal situation. They were playing an internal game, right? And the way that they were approaching everything, I mean, like everything was with this really big thinking, right? We were carving out time. They recognized that, hey, we got to start up here first. We got to start everything. Everything begins with an image. Everything begins with a vision in the mind. And then once that vision comes into their mind, what they began to do is they began to communicate it. So for your listeners right now, if they've got something going on inside their head and they're like, man, I got this really big dream and they've never communicated it out loud. I'm telling you, you've got to begin sharing that. Now, here's why, right? Because I always want to understand why. I'm an investor. Right? When I invest, I look for leverage, right? I'm looking for, can I turn $1 into 10, 10 into 100, 100 into 1,000, right? I want to make things multiply. So I'm always looking for where can I go and do the least amount of work and get the maximum amount of result. When I have a vision in my mind and I keep it to myself, I got one brain. I got one magical mind working on this vision, right? But check this out. When I actually take the vision from my mind and I go and I share it with your mind or I share it on a podcast or I share it in a room where I'm speaking on stage, what I'm doing is I'm taking the picture inside here and I'm putting that picture inside of your mind and I'm getting your brain to work on creating my picture. This is one of the most like no one talks about this and I don't get why no one talks about this because it's such a powerful tool. When we take the vision from our own minds and we put it in the minds of others, I got their mind, I got their brain working on that image for me, creating that reality for me in real time. That's leverage. So the more people I can share the vision with and the more accurately I can describe the vision and share the vision, the faster I can begin to create it. This is how deals start to come. This is how opportunities start to come. This is how, when we talk about things like manifestation, things of that nature, this is how we start to create those situations for ourselves, right? So I recommend so highly that first a person thinks about, all right, let me get crystal clear on it. All right, what do I want to do? Awesome. Once you get crystal clear on it, start communicating it, right? Just start speaking it to any and everybody and try to give it so much specific information and detail that someone else can see it in their mind. That is just one of the things that will absolutely catapult an individual forward. In fact, when I started letting people know that my mission, my goal is that I know that about currently there's about 7.8 billion people on the planet. And what I want to do is I want to help them achieve success personally, professionally, and financially by empowering their mindset and connecting them to the right people. When I started saying that to people and I started letting them know, you know what started happening? People started inviting me to come speak on stages. People started inviting me to come be on their podcast. People started inviting me to come into their mastermind groups, right? They started putting me in front of more people. I wasn't doing anything different besides now communicating the vision. 
But if I didn't know what the vision was, I wouldn't be able to communicate it. So this is like, if someone's taking notes, this is like pro tip number one, get clear on the vision and then communicate that vision to everybody, everybody. Yeah, that's the key, man. I mean, I've seen it work in my life. And the thing that I get a lot of people tell me though, when it comes to this concept of like manifesting and crafting this reality through your own thought process and then you know, beginning that process is they always think it's like, oh, this is just woo-woo stuff. Like, don't tell me you want me to get a vision board now, right? And I'm like, dude, if you believe that way, like this will never work for you. You are 100% accurate. Like, I am not going to argue that. Like, based on what you're telling me, this is not going to help you. But if you shift your belief system and you actually open your mind to other ideas, other, you know, options and, and ways to cultivate these things, it absolutely will help because what you're sharing is very practical application but i also believe in the quantum quantum side of it like the energetic response that we get through quantum physics which is just emerging science that people are proving this stuff to where it's becoming harder and harder to argue that it's just some woo woo you know far out thing and it's like no this is like real shit like in double blind placebo controlled studies like this is showing that there is something here that we can't see we can't fully understand it, but it's not fake. Like there's something going on. So Ryan, check this out, right? I was two weeks ago, two weeks back. I spent time with um, Brandon Dawson. If people don't know who Brandon Dawson is, that's the business partner to Grant Cardone. So together, the two of these gentlemen are net worth well over a billion dollars, right? Just amazing because one thing I've always wanted to do was I was like, hey, you know, what? I never grew up with billionaires. I don't know if you have, I didn't, there were no billionaires in West Hempstead where I grew up just wasn't a thing. I couldn't just go casually go talk to them. So I always wanted to like, you know, what? I want to go talk to billionaires. I want to go figure out how they think, how they see things. So I had that opportunity very recently because I believe in putting yourself in rooms that make you uncomfortable. And oh my gosh, being around that much wealth and that much power and that much just individuals that understand themselves at a high level. Yeah, it makes me a little uncomfortable like we said before, to risk, right? I put myself at risk going into these rooms where I'm going to be the dumbest guy in the room. That's the room I want to be in. I seek those rooms out purposefully. And when I was in that room, another risk, I'm going to raise my hand. I got questions. It's a room of just 20 of us together. Yeah, I got questions. And one of the questions I had, Brandon, I need to know, what are you doing to work on your mindset? What are you doing to create future opportunities? He actually stopped. He said, you know, I don't get that question a lot. Get what, get this. He said, I actually sit down and I get myself into a trance-like state. I put myself in a trance-like state and I begin to imagine 20 years into the future, 20 years out, I'm putting myself there. And he says, I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling it in my fingertips. I'm feeling it in the tops of my head. I'm having conversations with people I know I'm going to be speaking to in the future. I'm shaking their hand. I'm smelling them. I'm seeing them. I'm doing all of this to the point where I'm feeling it happen in the very present moment. He's like, this is how I've created my wealth. This is one of the most intelligent minds I've ever met. And he's telling me essentially that before he does anything, he sits down and he projects it in his mind first. I don't need to hear anymore. 
I'm in. Right? There is no more doubt. I've already seen it work in my own life, but to hear it working at an even higher level. And most of us think we're doing something amazing when we're projecting about a month ahead, right? Two months ahead, a year ahead. This guy's hanging out 20 years in the future. And there are guys that are hanging out 50 years in the future, 100 years in the future. This is how we start creating. This is how we start really making big, big waves in our world, big changes in our world. So I get gassed up about this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. One of the things you shared was getting into rooms where you're the stupidest person in the room. And this comes back to this concept that I've heard you speak about in that there's power in proximity. The saying, you are ultimately a result of the five people you spend the most time with has become almost like a cliche, but there's no greater truth from what I found. And it works with health. Like I talk with people about this all the time. Like, yeah, if you, your five closest people, whether it's your spouse, your family, your friends, the five people you spend the most time with are overweight, unhealthy, not eating well, not exercising, not sleeping enough, stressed out of their minds, like not taking care of their bodies. The likelihood you're going to be in that same camp is very, very high. Similarly, it works the same in business, investing, and overall just personal development, you know, evolving as a human, getting to that next level. And so one of the biggest questions I get, Morgan, I want to hear your two cents on this. So they're like, Ryan, like I want to level up. I don't want to be hanging with the same, you know, high school buddies that I was hanging with, you know, 10 years ago that aren't going anywhere, that are just flatlined in life. But where do I find them? How do I network with people that, Mar like Marlon's talking about, like billionaires, like people that are freaking 10 steps ahead of me in order to accelerate my learning curve, accelerate my growth trajectory. What do I do? Like, where do I find these people? How do I get in touch with them? How do I, you know, start the conversation to even get these people to like accept me into their networking events or conferences or whatever it is. So I just want to hear some practical tips from you. People like I've asked this question. And I continue to like wonder, like, I'm always looking to level up and I got a lot of close homies who are freaking the best and they're on the same like rocket ship up that I'm looking to be on, but I'm always looking for more of those homies. And so yes. what, what tips you got, Marlon? Man, this is one of my favorite questions, right? Because it's the campfire effect. This is literally like how I live my life. This, when everyone asks like, hey, why did you go to Arizona? I'm like, because there are people doing bigger things in Arizona. There are people doing bigger things that I want to go be a part of. So I'm going to go put my butt in that room. Yeah, so yeah. the first thing I would say is be ready to physically get up and go somewhere. I'm just going to say that like it's it's going to come to you not on your couch, right? It starts with yourself. It really does start internally. Like this shift started. I can explain the process that happened on my end where it started with reading the books, with listening to the audio tapes, with watching the YouTube videos. As I got more and more curious and more and more into this world, I found that something happens and I got to explain this process to people because I want people to understand this because I think someone might be in this process right now and they need to know it's normal. When you start wanting more, what you're going to find is the group that you're currently with that's running on average. There's nothing wrong with those people. You're just now beginning to separate. You're beginning the evolution. So when the separation happens, you see another group over here that you want to connect with. Like, man, those guys are doing some really amazing things. Those girls and guys are just crushing it. I want to go be a part of that. So now I start this journey. And what you failed to notice in the middle was that it's empty. So there's going to be this moment of isolation 
where you are just totally, you feel like an outcast. That is normal. Please do not stop going. Please don't stand still. And even worse, please don't go backwards. I promise you, you've got to keep going. So in the very beginning, as you start to make this shift of knowing I want to change, you're going to find yourself in a position of isolation. Now, how long you stay there is going to be totally up to you, right? What you're going to want to do, practical ways of finding people is finding out where you want to go based off of what your internal desires are and going and plugging into mentorships, right? Plugging into education courses, plugging in to meetups. If you're like, I don't know where any of those things are happening, right? I, I just, oh my gosh, find the people that you're following on Instagram who inspire you and motivate you. Start DMing them, right? Literally, like I'm being like, just this is guerrilla tactics. Start DMing those people. Start going into comments and interacting with the people that are interacting on their comments, right? These are your peers, right? These are the people that are at the same level as you. So these are going to be people that are cool. They're going to hang around with you. They're also somewhat out there, but you want to get to that inner circle at some point. You want to plug into that inner circle. You want to get to that campfire. I call it the campfire. You want to go and get around that campfire. So the way to go get around that campfire now, start finding out the events that these people are hosting. Go sign up for the events, right? Go join their courses, right? Pay to play, pay to get into those rooms. I used to think there was something wrong about paying to get into those rooms, Ryan. I really like, I was just like, because remember scarcity mindset, I didn't want to spend money on anything. I thought I didn't have the money to spend. Now what I realized was, oh my gosh, by asking me to pay to get into the rooms, they're asking me to bet on myself. They're, ask, they're saying, hey, I respect you enough to see if you respect yourself, right? They're testing. Like they're seriously, like they're testing you. They're saying like, hey, do you actually believe in yourself? If you do, know that it will come back to you. Know that you're capable of so much more than what you currently have. So let go of what you currently have and come on in. So, oh my gosh, like I get excited about this again, man. If people are like, I still don't know where to go. I've actually created a space for people. That's the morning mindset coffee that I do where I have entrepreneurs, growth mindset individuals, athletes, high performers from all over the U.S. coming together in the morning every single day. And we create that campfire. We create a space where we're coming and we're working on our mindset, growing our minds. We're figuring out different events to go to. We're just down in Miami three weeks back for growth conference. Right? Everyone was like, yo, where were you? What was that? It's like, hell, you guys should have been inside the room. We were talking about like we all booked our tickets together. Right. Like we literally like we travel around the world as a group of friends, as business partners. But you got to get your foot in the door first. You got to get into that first room. So I hope that answered the question. I hope someone's like, oh, my gosh, like they're realizing that if they've been hanging out with the wrong circle, they've got to get out of that circle. They've got to continue going and they've got to get into that next room. The most important thing I want to highlight that you outlined perfectly is the power of investing in yourself to get into these scenarios where you can meet the right people, you can get the right opportunities, you can network and grow your network, which I think really translates to your net worth, you know, the people you know, and the way that that influences your, your mindset, your decisions, and the opportunities, and just value that you can provide and receive is tremendous. And so many people want to get this, like, I'm sure you see it all the time too, bro. It kind of drives me crazy. They're like, oh yeah, Ryan, like, dude, 
I'm looking to invest some money. Like I want to get some, you know, good ROI. Like, what do you think of this crypto, you know, this, this Dogecoin or what do you think of this, uh, you know, this stock or what do you think of this? And I'm like, I think, I don't know, like I'm not into crypto, dude, but I think you should take that money, which is not a lot of money. We're talking like, you know, a few grand, five grand, 10 grand, and you should invest it in yourself. Like, what do you want for your life? Like quit looking to get a 10% return in the stock market because the greatest ROI you'll ever receive is money that you invest into your own growth and evolution. So rather than putting that money into a conventional investment vehicle, like a lot of people think like, oh yeah, I got some money lying around. Let me go, you know, buy some Apple stock or some, you know, Tesla stock. It's like, dude, no, take that money and get clear, hire a coach or a mentor that can help you with this. Get clear on what your dream outcome is. Like, what do you want for your life? And then use that money to invest in yourself into courses, conferences, symposiums, mentorships, masterminds. There's so many ways to then actually invest in yourself. And if you put 10 grand into a stock and it's wildly successful, you might get a 20 or 30% return, like do pretty good. But if you put that into your own personal development, I mean, you can have a hundred X return. Like it's going to be exponentially more valuable to invest in skills and to invest in these types of things we're talking about. So I think that's the biggest hiccup, dude, is they're like, oh man, that conference is a thousand dollars. I can't afford that. Man. And it's like, dude, yes, you can. You just don't, you're not prioritizing it because you don't understand the value of that. That's one of the biggest things, right? And, you know, it makes me want to share this story, right? And this is a story that was actually shared with me by a good friend of mine, Cody. Cody Barton shared this one. So I always shout out Cody because it changed my life tremendously. And this was back in the day, you got to understand, Cody was a young man, just like many of us, wanted to accumulate wealth, right? Most people find themselves in that boat, in that position at some point where they're like, I need to go make money. I need to go change my life. 18 years old, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go do this. And he found MLM, multi-level marketing, right? Most people either love it or they absolutely hate it because they think it's a total scam. No matter where you're at, listen to the story. Cody shows up to one of those Marriott hotels, you know, gets the invite, hey, come on, hang out tonight. Later on realizes like it's a total sales pitch. Gets there and just like everyone else, he's sitting, he listens, he takes it in. He likes a little bit what, if, what he hears. He sees the opportunity, right? So he sees the future, he sees this bright opportunity. And as they finish up, he's just so determined to make this work. He walks right up to the front of the room, talks to the two men that says, look, how do I be successful at this? I need to know how to be successful. You guys showed up here in your Lambos. How do I do this? They were so frank with him. They said, Cody, look around the room right now. And they made him survey the room. See all these people? Tonight, we gave them a little bit of this fire. And they're amped up right now. They're juiced up. They're warm. They're feeling it. They could run through a wall right now. And what so many of them are going to do tonight is they're going to take this fire and they're going to go home with it. And they're going to step out into that world and they're going to want to hold on to this fire all to themselves. And what's going to happen is out there in that world, it's going to be a really cold, windy, dark place. And their fire is going to start to get a little bit smaller and smaller and smaller. And unfortunately, most of these people aren't going to find a new home for their fire in time. And that fire is eventually going to go out and it's going to extinguish. And they're going to say it never worked. If you want to be successful at this business, if you want to be successful at anything, what you need to do is you need to keep coming back to the fire. 
You need to keep returning to the campfire. Keep putting your fire back in to let it get re-sparked, to give it life again. Oh my gosh, Cody did that. You know, before he was 19, had already amassed about half a million dollars. And the same thing works in all areas of life. I did this in parkour. I watched my parkour career as a pro athlete just shoot tremendously because I just made up my mind that I was just going to go and be around the best athletes. So when it came to real estate, I did the exact same thing. When it comes to mindset, I do the exact same thing. I go and I look for the best. I surround myself with the best. It's the only way. It's a cheat code. It is the ultimate cheat code. There's so much power in proximity. So if your campfire isn't growing you, congratulations. You just discovered you're at the wrong campfire. And that's a beautiful thing because now it means you can begin the search for a new fire. Epic, epic story, Marlon. We're gonna have, I'm gonna have to have you back on for part two, brother, because I know we're running up on time. I had a little technical issue on my end, so we didn't get quite as much uh, recording time as I'd hoped for. And I got a bunch more questions for you, dude. So we're gonna have to plan for a part two in the coming months. What I want everyone who's listening in to do, connect with Marlon. I'm gonna join his morning mindset coffee that uh, you know he rattled off. It is tremendous, probably the best bank for your buck value of anything I've ever heard of. And I'm being serious with you, Marlon. Like to be on a call with you and a bunch of other individuals looking to level up and really optimize on all levels and just to surround yourself and get that type of coaching and guidance and networking for what I told you, quite frankly, like off air was way too low. Like you're not charging nearly enough. Like you're charging less than 1% of what this should be charged. You should be charging. I mean, it's an incredible value. So I highly recommend people check that out. You can go find Marlon on Instagram. I'll put the link to morningmindsetcoffee.com in the show notes. I'll also put your Instagram link, which is mindsetmarlon, uh, for people to connect with you on there. And so what's the best way if people want to learn more? Marlon, is it Instagram? Just go there, connect with you on there, send you a DM. Yeah, so for any of your listeners, if they go to my Instagram, follow me at mindsetmarlon, and just shoot me a DM, just shoot me the letters MMC. And if you shoot me that letter, those letters, you know, what I'll do is I'll send you over a link to get you in to the morning mindset coffee. And, you know, essentially let's stay connected. If anything resonated with you at all, I want to hear about it, right? Like the most important thing is this is a conversation, right? This is an open dialogue. This is an open conversation. I don't want you to be a fly on the wall. So if something resonated, if something stood out, reach out, let me know. Definitely want to connect. Appreciate you, Marlon. I want to end on a quote from Marlon himself. The road to success and the road to failure are the exact same road. Failure is simply stopping before you arrive at your destination. Appreciate everyone listening in. Talk with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.